Welcome. You are now listening to the Anything Goes podcast with your hosts, Greg and Alex. Check. Check. One, two, one, two, three, five, twelve, five, fourteen, two thousand twenty-one. The day that changed our lives forever. Welcome to an episode of the Anything Goes Podcast. I am one half of your host, Greg, a.k.a. Crazy Greg, a.k.a. Pooh Bear. And we are joined by... Alex, what is up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Not much. So, uh, this is an interesting special episode that we're doing today. the most special episode ever. For sure. (laughs) Uh, We've been debating... Of if and when we should do this episode. Yes. And we said, you know what? Let's do it. Yeah. Our listeners are like family to us. And they do mean a lot. You guys. Yes. And we said we want to share this with you. Yes. The good and the bad. Yeah. And there's tons of both. Yes. (laughs) And uh, do you know what this episode is about? I sure do. Well, here's a hint. (laughs) You guys don't. <laughs> Times two. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. What should I say? Oh, oh girl. girl. <laughs> oh girl. Clever. So uh, this is the episode we're gonna talk about uh, us being parents. Yeah, and our journey to it. Oh boy, and what a journey it was. Yes. So uh, if you guys don't know by now, we have identical twin girls. We do. They were born on May 14th, 2021. Yep, on a Friday. On a Friday, yes. Big party. Uh, They were born, we'll get into it, but they were born early. Yeah, way early. Way early, yeah. And super small. Yes, teeny tiny. Yeah. So uh, we definitely had an interesting ride from day one. Roller coaster for sure. Yeah. And I also wanted to do this episode because I feel like other people kind of go through things like this and it's not talked about as much. It's just like, look, here are my kids, not, hey, look, here are my beautiful kids. This is what it took to get here. Yeah. I mean, I've seen plenty of movies where (laughs) one scene, the couple is like, hey, well, the wife or the girlfriend or whoever is like, hey, I'm pregnant. And the next scene, they're delivering a baby. And the next scene, they're home with the baby. Right. And not just delivering the baby, but it's like... Oh my God, I got my first contraction. Poof, the baby's here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is not like the movies. And I think anyone who has any experience with children know that. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Should we get, get into this? Because it's, yeah. uh, it, it, it's a long story. It is. And, and we're not going to make a long story short. No. But we, we won't make it. I we'll mean, make we'll, a long story medium. Yeah, we'll try <laughs> to fit it into you know, a normal episode right, of right. what we usually of course. do. Okay, well, yeah, so, let's do it. Yeah, listen, all right, so real quick, before we get into this, usually we uh, we joke and stuff, but this episode's going to get a little deep. Yeah, we're going to get serious. We're going to get real. <laughs> yeah. So there's going to be a lot of real aspects, and if any of you have gone through it, are going through it, you know, hopefully you won't have to go through it, but we did, and yeah. we made it through. Yes, so, and we made it through with 
two beautiful baby girls. Yes, which I don't even know if they know their names. Let's let's say okay. that. Okay. We'll get once they you know the story. All right. The point of the story right. when they get you know. All right. We'll, we'll get you born. guys attached to to the characters in the story first. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna paint a picture for you guys. <laughs> All right. So basically, it started with us wanting to have kids. Of course. And, you know, we got married and we enjoyed like a year and a half yeah. of, of being married. We said, let's get married. Let's get a house. Let's enjoy it for a little bit. Just me and you. Right. Not to say that you're not going to enjoy it after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But, but enjoy it just me and you, you know, just be able to do whatever we want, whenever we want. And we did that. And then yeah. we said, okay. So, so me, you, and DJ Khalil yeah. enjoyed the year and a half of being married. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> And uh, and then we said, all right, you know, it's it's time. Let's yeah. uh, let's let's bring you know a kid into this world. Yeah, let, let's add on to the family. Yeah, let let's add one kid. Right. And see how that goes. Yeah. And uh, we tried, and yes. we tried, and, and we tried, we tried, and we tried, and it, that's another thing that happens in movies. It's like let's have a baby. I'm pregnant, and yeah. that is super. It happens. It absolutely happens. And to those people, you are very lucky. And I hope you know you are very lucky. But then I also feel very lucky because I was able to have these kids the way we did. Yeah. But so we tried for a long time, almost a year. Right. And then and we got many of questions. When are you guys going to have kids? Yes. When are you guys going to have kids? Yes. You guys ever going to have kids? That's another When's, thing. Yeah. You should never say that to a woman or a couple. For oh, sure. when are you going to have kids? Oh, you're going to bring a kid into Come on. Are you going to have... Yeah. Well, what, what, are you, what are you guys waiting for? You're not right. getting any younger. Yeah. Because you don't know what they're struggling with. Yeah. And, you know, not to say that we had you know, problems, but it definitely wasn't taking easy. Yeah, it just, it was one of those things where it was like, I thought this was like, you try and it happens Mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah. And then it was, you know, as, I don't know about you, but as a woman, I was like, oh my goodness, is there something wrong with me? You start questioning yourself and it's, it's rough. It is. Yeah. But then. Yeah. In the middle of the pandemic, literally smack dab in like the beginning of it. Yeah. Well, let's start with this. Yes. Because right in the middle of, you know, Corona, COVID, pandemic, uh, we had a loss in our family. Your family, yes. Yeah, on my side. And my grandfather passed away. Right. And that was very tough on all of us. Everyone. Yeah. And especially due to the fact that we weren't able to go visit him or see him or talk to him in hospital for, what, a week or so he was in there? Yeah, it felt like forever. It felt like a very long time. It did. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I want to say it was about a week. We definitely had some... Helpful hands in the hospitals yes. that would hospital. Sorry, we did yeah that would kind of go check on him for us and let us know how he's doing and all that. And that was even though the end result was unfortunate, yes. it definitely helped us along the way and kind of gave us some. Yeah, so it was know. basically whatever information we can get from any you know contact that right. we had. Right, we really reached out and you know he did pass, but we you know as a family got through it. Right, yes. And part of what helped that was... Yeah, so it happened. Your grandfather passed away and it was awful. And during this whole week, we were at your parents' house. Right. Because we wanted to be with your mother and, Mm -hmm. you know, not too many people because of COVID. So we were just with his parents and we were with his mother and we were, you know, trying to keep things light and, you know, make people laugh, but also take care of everything that comes along with something like this happening. 
And uh, the whole time I'm like, this is, I feel a little weird, but my mind was so not on anything except what was going on in the moment with your grandfather. Right. I didn't even think anything. So once everything was, I don't want to say done, but once all the arrangements were finished and, you know, we were able to come back to our house, I was like, you know what? I think I'm late. I was like, and I don't know because everything was so crazy. I was like, but let me check. And I checked and three minutes later, I look at the test and... There's that positive test that every woman and couple wants to see. Well, yeah. I would, you know, in our situation, every couple wants to see. <laughs> exactly. Right, right, right. So uh, so that definitely helped us get through, you know, the, the tough time we were going yeah, through. Yeah, the, the aftermath of yes. everything. And we were trying for a long time and it wasn't happening. And, right. you know, we felt like he helped us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Make that happen. He gave us some good... Yeah. So, Alex is pregnant. Right. Not right now. No. Yeah. Goodness, in, no. In, in this time frame of... Okay. So, this was, I want to say, um, April of 2020. Okay. So, at this point, like we said, it's the middle of the pandemic. March. March. March or April. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> I am not allowed to go to any appointments with Alex. Yes. Nothing, zero, because of COVID... I'm the father of this child, and I can take no part in any of these sonograms or doctor's appointments or anything. Right. So I have to drive you to the appointments and sit in the car. Yes. And that was rough. It was sad. It was very sad. It was something that was supposed to be so happy and exciting. It really was. It felt lonely and sad, and I just felt just alone. It was just very alone and you know, and you want to share it with the person that you're having this baby with and you can't. And it's, it was rough. Now things, thank goodness, for the most part, I believe, are open back up and you can have a partner or whoever accompany you. But it was tough. And the people who went through it during it, they, they get it. Yeah. Um, like, you know, we said before, you see these movies and these TV yeah. shows and all this and social media and all these different videos and pictures of uh, the couple Right. In the doc's office and sharing that moment of... Right, which is beautiful. Yeah. It is, which is yeah. amazing that people get to share that. Uh-huh. But it was definitely... It sucked. Yeah. Like, for lack it, of a better word, it, it sucked. It got <laughs> taken away from me. Right. You know, it's like that's something that I felt like my whole life I, I would have liked I to, know. you know, be a part of and witness. And there I am sitting in the car on speakerphone with you. I know. Hearing I what know. the doctor is saying and... Hearing you say, oh, there's the sonogram of our child. Right. So, yeah, that that was tough, for definitely. sure. So, uh, it was definitely nice, though, waiting in the car and seeing you come out with all these sonogram pictures and being like, look, 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 you see that little dot? That's our, that's <laughs> yes. our child. We definitely made the best out of everything and stayed positive through everything and, you know, just said, okay, it sucks you can't come in, but hey, we're pregnant. Right. Which... There's so many people out there struggling with that. So I was like, we're blessed and beggars yeah. can't be choosers. Kind yes. Of thing. And we always said that, you know, whenever the day comes that, you know, we, we do, we are lucky enough to get you pregnant. Right. <laughs> uh, we, we would keep it to ourselves and we wouldn't tell, you know, friends or family or anybody until the three month mark. Right. That's usually, you know. Yeah. The time frame where it's like, okay, things are safe after that. Yeah. Or, you know, things are safer. Yeah. But because of what was going on with my family and the loss, we said, let's, let's tell our, my family and your family. Right. Just to try to help them through the loss. Right. Of my grandfather. Yes. 
So we told my mom, we told my grandmother, we told, you know, your parents, my dad, my brother, sister, just our immediate family. Yes, we have a big immediate family, yeah. but we just told the immediate family. Yeah, so we told them, and uh, of course they were like so happy, right. so excited. It just, it definitely helped us through that time frame of what yes, we were going through. definitely, for sure. So you, you know, continued to go to your appointments. Right, it was every three weeks, two mm-hmm. weeks, three weeks, depending on when she wanted to see me. right. And things were looking great, actually, at the, I want to say it was the eight, seven-week mark, six or seven-week mark. Uh, we, I was able to hear the heartbeat, and you were on speaker, you were able to hear that, too. Uh-huh. And that was, you know, amazing to be like, wow, look, it's an actual person. Right. I mean, it looks yes. like a dot still. Yeah, but it was so cool. You had, like, video footage of the heartbeat. Right. And just, there's a baby inside of you. Yes. A strange, crazy thing to yes, even think of. Yes, it was definitely amazing and weird and kind of scary, yeah. but amazing Right again. So uh-huh. it's definitely an interesting feeling. Yeah, and at that point, we're like, all right, you know, like, let's get this house in order and, yes. you know, buying, like, onesies and pacifies and all we that. We definitely and... got roped into it real quick. We were definitely yeah. like, let's, we're ready, let's go. And it definitely let us know that we were ready. Right. We were so ready to bring a baby into this world with For us sure. and just give it the best life ever. Yep. And then uh, we were sitting home and you said you're not feeling yeah, 100%. So I actually remember, for whatever reason, I just remember it was my sister's birthday. Oh, the day before my sister's birthday, uh, which is in May. And I was like, something's off. I was like, you know, I won't go into detail, but I just knew some, there was showing signs of something being wrong. And I gave it a day, and I was like, okay, still something's wrong. So I called my doctor. They said, come in right now. And I went there, and at this point, it was about 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she, my cervix looked okay. But when she looked further, she did not see or hear a heartbeat. And unfortunately, my body was actually beginning the process of miscarrying. Yeah. And that was insanely tough. Like, yes. insane. Another moment of my life that I'll never forget. Yeah. And another situation of me being in the car, just sitting there waiting. Yeah. Uh, Alex, you know, knowing Alex isn't feeling so great, not sure what it is, but uh, just sitting there waiting and waiting as she's in the waiting room and yeah. waiting to get called in. The doctor comes in, this, that. And yep. then, you know, she obviously told you the news. Right. And which... it's, this is another thing. I think this, out of everything, I just felt so alone and just sad obviously but just very by myself on it not in a oh you weren't there for me way Mm -hmm. it was just I'm in this you know gloomy looking room with the doctor telling me sorry this is the case and this is what's going to happen the next couple days and just not knowing what how the heck this happened and again being like did I do something and her reassuring me no I didn't but it's definitely scary yeah, yeah. And just heartbreaking too. Yes. So for me that was definitely a moment of just being just feeling so helpless and not being able to do anything to help the situation from right. inside of a car and I still remember, you know, you and the doctor trying to explain the situation to me. Right. And me just not fully getting it. And yes. I remember saying, So what can we do to, you know, to fix it? And, you know, can we give medicine, this, that and it was just like, no, like it's, yeah. it's, you know. Yeah, so there, if, if anybody's ever 
went through it or know someone who went through it, there's like three options that you can kind of do when this happens at the stage that I was at. And it's wait for it to happen naturally, take medicine to speed up the process, or you get a procedure done, which I won't explain. So when she was explaining to us, to me, to us, you on the phone. Me over the phone in the car, yeah. uh, About the options. And she said, oh, you you know, get medicine to, and you said, oh, will that help? Yeah. And we were like, no, no, no. You know, it's yeah. hard being on the phone. You don't totally understand, right. you know, what's going on. When I'm there, it was clear as day. I was able to see everything. I was able to, you know, see her face and she was upset for me, my doctor. And, yeah. You know, definitely wasn't fun. That's for sure. And, and it also was not fun having to tell our family. No. Yes. So. What, yeah. The outcome was. Yeah. As much as it helped us through a bad moment and time in our family's lives. It was a roller coaster. So it was really bad with what happened to your grandfather, really great with getting pregnant mm-hmm. and really bad having to not only go through miscarriage, but also tell everybody and yeah. upset our family all over again. Right. And I don't know how much of this night you want to speak of, but oh, I remember every detail of every second of the night that it oh. naturally passed through your body. Yes. So yeah, I decided on just letting it naturally happen and just it'll run its course however long it takes whatever she did tell me if it didn't happen within a certain amount of time then we'd have to intervene with something else but I was like let's see so uh, I think it was like two days later two nights later so it wasn't that night it was the next night we were actually on the couch watching holy moly (laughs) I will never forget that and I just started to feel like really bad cramping and I was like this is weird so I kept getting up and sitting down and getting up and sitting down and I couldn't get comfortable and then I just knew something was up. And I remember coming out of the bathroom and being like, Greg, I literally am in the most pain I've ever been in my life. And that's another thing that is never spoken about. Miscarriages in general are never spoken about because it's like, you know, it's sad and no one wants to really talk about it. But I never knew how painful a miscarriage is when it happens naturally, I get. But it's definitely not fun. And whoever's been through one this way or, it, you know, procedure or medicine whatever it might be it's rough and I feel for you yeah I mean I've known you for quite a while now yeah and you have a pretty decent threshold for pain right you do you've (laughs) you know thank you (laughs) you've been through a lot and don't you know show it at times but this definitely showed yeah there was no I, I had no choice yeah and what I remember from that night is at like 2 30 a.m right having to some way, somehow find a way to contact your doctor. Yeah, I still don't know how you did that. I have no idea. Yeah, I was in so much pain that I, I barely, like, I remember how much pain I was in, but I don't remember conversations me and you had. I don't remember talking to the doctor. I remember when you were finally finishing up talking to my doctor, I started to feel a little bit better. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, there was just random phone numbers and, like, emails I kept calling and getting, like, uh, operator lines, and they were, like, connecting me, Mm -hmm. and some way, somehow, like, 2.30 in the morning, I finally got a hold of your doctor, and she was like, okay, you know, it'll pass in whatever amount of time, yeah, Yeah. and you can take, uh, it was, it wasn't, yeah, Moltrin, so at that point, I left the house 2.30 in the morning to go to a quick check. Yeah. To get Moltrin. Which is quick. Which is quick. Yeah. Which is close by us, not quick. I mean, I guess right. quick too, if it's close. It was pretty quick. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's, and I don't know, just being like, man, let this pass as quick as possible. Yep. 
So it went from that traumatic experience and then us, you know, having to take some time to just... Yeah. Well, you know... For things to reset. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. And uh, go back to the drawing board. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, is it's rough when you're, you start trying and it's months, 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 you finally get pregnant and you go through this and you're like, oh man, we got to start all the way from the beginning again. And it's just, and then trying, trying, trying and you go through the months again and it's... Yep. And one month at a time and... Yep. And you're hoping it's this month and if it's not, you got to wait a whole nother month. So it's definitely, it's rough. And I know there's more couples out there than not that go through this and don't talk about it and right. you know go through it like we did kind of just me and you and we'll get through it and we did but it was rough it was it yeah. was rough and and uh when one door closes another one opens oh that's for sure and take one and get two that's right <laughs> we got blessed so we said when it happened we said listen this wasn't ours this wasn't meant to be What's meant to be will happen. Yes, everything does happen for a reason. Whether we know what that reason is, or whether it's something we'll ever find out, or something that's just, hey, it's just not fair. Why does this happen? Why to us? Why, you know? But there's a reason, and in the end, I mean, things always do seem to work out for the best. So you just gotta ride things out, and and, and let it play out the, the way that it's meant to be. Exactly. So uh, at that point, we, like we said, we had to kind of regroup ourselves and just stop from step one and just get our minds back in the right place. Right. And uh, try again. Yeah. And try again and try again. Right. And uh, months later. Yeah. Uh, you, I guess, took another test. I did. So I, this time around, I was like, I'm not tracking anything. We just are going to just do whatever and hope for the best and hopefully it works out. And it did. So it was actually your birthday. I was like, I'm going to take a test. I think for some reason I just have a feeling and I took the test and it was actually negative. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to get upset. I was like, whatever it is what it is. And then a week later, I still seemed pregnant to myself (laughs) and I was craving the same things I craved the first time I was pregnant. Okay. It was potatoes and eggs. Right. And vanilla milkshake. <laughs> and it's only the beginning, the first like month of being, two months of being pregnant, I craved that. And that was it. I didn't have any other cravings except macaroni salad. But we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, no, I was like, I have to be. I was like, I'm craving the same things. I feel the same way I did the first time. So actually on my dad's birthday, I, it, I just happened to remember that it was his birthday. Okay. I took another test and it came back positive. So if you get a negative... You probably just took it too early because you were eager like me. So just wait it out for another week and do it again like they and say. And wait it do. out because some things ain't cheap. So it's not like you want to do this on a daily basis. I know. You're right. Yeah. Def- I used a cheap one first, I think. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Either way. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, you know, you go back to the doctor and you tell her the good news and say, you know, I tested positive for... For pregnancy. Pregnancy. <laughs> not COVID. <laughs> and uh, she does all tests and she confirms. She does confirm. Yes. So. And well, real quick, again, yes. that you mentioned COVID, this was, is still yep. going on and I'm still driving you to the appointments and sitting in the car. Right. Actually, at this point you were working. I was back at work. And I only made this appointment at that time because you wouldn't have been able to come in anyway. Right. So I was like, I'll go. It's going to be the same thing as last time. I'm just going to confirm that I am. I'll get a little picture and that's it. So when I went, my experience of this appointment was going in. And she's looking and, you know, I'm looking at the monitor and I remember what it was like the first time. So I'm looking and I'm like, looks a little different. And it was kind of silent for like 
30 seconds and I'm like, all right, I think everything's okay. It's so early and they're there. I see the dot. And then I'm like, uh, it kind of looks like two dots. So I ask her, I'm like, are there two little dots on that screen? She goes, well, you just took the words right out of my mouth. I was just about to tell you there are two little babies in there. Oh boy. So I'm like, twins? And she's like, yes, does it run in your family? And I'm like, thinking about it, I'm like, oh my goodness. It absolutely does run in my family. (laughs) And I never even thought of it. And my sister and my cousin always used to, I mean, I guess joke, that I would be the one to carry the twin gene and to have twins. Right? Thanks, Dad. Because that's where it comes from, my dad. And, yeah. And I guess all the jokes sent some baby dust my way. Right. <laughs> Doubled uh, up. Yeah. And like you said, because I wasn't able to go and see appointment, you kind of went anyway when I had yeah, work. Yeah, because we thought it was just... And, you know. yeah, I remember calling you on my lunch break and yes. being like, oh, you know, how did it go? And you're like, well, you know, it went good, but I'm going to send you a picture of the sonogram. Right. So you sent to me and then... Uh, I think I actually called you on FaceTime. We were FaceTiming, yeah. Yeah, we were FaceTiming just so, you know, just see how things were going. And right. So you sent me the picture, and over FaceTime, I opened up the picture. Right. And I was like, are there two? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> anything different? You're like, is there yeah. two? I'm like, yup. And you, your initial reaction was, all right, let's do this. Yeah, I'm with it. Yeah. I was definitely totally with it, yeah. for sure. I have to say, I will admit, when I first saw the two, or heard twins, I was like, whoa. Because, you know, you never go into trying to get pregnant, whatever it might be, thinking I'm going to have two. A thousand percent. You know, it was always, you always just, when you imagine it in your head, you just imagine one. And then when you hear two, you're like, whoa, and you have to kind of readjust. And then once I readjusted, I was like, I am so excited. Yeah. And I think, honestly, what, what kind of helped me along with that was that we lost a one. Right. And I just felt like, you know, like I said, everything happened for a reason. Yeah, and yeah. to lose one and get two, it's like, right. well, that was the reason. It's amazing. It really yeah. is. So that definitely helped yeah. with that. Fast forward a little bit. You yeah. uh, you continue going to these appointments. Right. In Couple Staten months, Island. Yeah. And everything's going great. Everything's going fine. Yep. The doctor put the words of, I will never forget this. Me neither. This is such a boring pregnancy. Because everything's going so smooth. So dumb, it is such a boring dumb, pregnancy. Don't talk about putting a hex on that one. Yep. So literally the next week. Uh, yeah, I think that was the last thing she ever said to you. <laughs> I Well, yeah, I think so. Well, I yeah. spoke to her on the phone after that. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think that was the first thing, last thing in person that she said to me. Yeah. So she, now um, in pregnancy at a certain week mark, I believe it's like before your 16 week mark. I could be wrong with that. Maybe 12, no, 12 week, 12 or 13 week mark. You have to go and get, you know, the genetic testing and, you know, their size. You check everything. So I went to a specialist for that in Staten Island and they did that. And when they measured the babies, they saw that one was kind of a little bit smaller than the other. And well, not kind of. It was a a significant difference. So that day they said, okay, you're going to have to go see a specialist for high risk twin. It's size discordance type pregnancies so they sent me over to new york presbyterian hospital in manhattan yeah uh we weighed it and it's eight minutes from yankee stadium it is and if you know where yankee stadium is in the bronx that is a troop so it's pretty much the end of manhattan yeah so it's it's the bronx yeah i mean when you throw up google or whatever it, i mean it's is it washington heights washington heights Washington. Yeah. that's the part of yeah mm-hmm so it's 168th Street yes, and Broadway. If you know where the BBQ's 
Dallas BBQs is in Washington Heights. It's yes. right across the street. Not, not <laughs> the one on 42nd Street, right, right, right. Broadway, Times Square. Right. The one on 168th Street, yes. way up. Yeah, but so. I'm glad they sent us there because I love well, the doctor they sent me course. to. Of course, yes. He was so, the best. Now we had to make the trips. Once again, I was still not allowed in yes. the hospital or in the appointments. Right. So, you know, when I would drive you over to these appointments to Manhattan, I would sit in the car and wait. And these appointments were not short. They were not short, and they were also in the winter with the snow. Yes. So it was not... My first appointment there, I believe, was like around January 26th. For some reason, the 26th just sticks out, and I feel like that was the day I went there. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. It was a very... This whole process was very... Not <laughs> trauma. I mean, some of it was traumatizing, but very memorable. Yeah. Okay. So. Right. Yeah. So at this point, you go into these appointments, and it was twice a week? Twice a week. Twice a week. Trooping it out there. Yep. So when I first went that first day, uh, they said that it could be something called twin-to-twin transfusion, which is pretty much, um, it's hard to explain, you could Google it, but it's pretty much there's one extra blood vessel that goes to one baby, and the other baby doesn't get enough, so it's smaller. And then it also could have been unequal sharing, which is one baby gets more from the placenta than the other baby. To be honest, to this day, we still don't totally know exactly what it was. Right. And right. Our, even my doctor was like, this is the craziest pregnancy. And <laughs> it's it was just amazing how everything worked out. Yeah. It was scary because it was such a roller coaster ride. That right. first day I went there, I was by myself when I went in. And I had to call you on speakerphone. And they went through all of the options of, okay, if it's this, we're going to have to do this procedure. And if it's that, then we're going to have to do that procedure. Or we could just wait it out. But if you wait it out, this might happen. And it was so... There were many major risks with any option we chose. Anything. And, you know, it's so hard to predict what the right option is. Because you can't tell what the future holds. Right. And you don't know what your body's going to do. What, you know, is going to come of the pregnancy. Yeah. And I do think whoever's going through this, whatever decision you, you know, you make with either by yourself with your partner or whatever you just can't look back this you know you You can't regret whatever option you choose because you'll never know what the other absolutely thing is no you never will yeah and you just have to sit down and be like for some reason this let's say there's three options this one option is what i'm feeling most drawn to most comfortable with i think this is the right option you go with that and there were some options that we got given that we didn't want any of them no and no. we decided, no, we're not going with any of them. You know, and it was always our choice, of course. Yep. And our doctor would say, this is what I suggest. But mm-hmm. he never really pushed anything. And he was always good with us waiting things out. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. There was, I mean, a moment, a pretty big moment where there was an appointment I went and the blood flow of baby B mm-hmm. um, wasn't so great at all. And it was looking like it wasn't going to be a good outcome. Yeah, so and we were basically hours away from, from losing one of the twins. Yeah, yeah. Literally, Literally hours, hours yes. away from, from you yeah, know, I had to one go, of them not making I it. I had to go pick up medication for, you know, just in case. Yeah. So I had to go back the next day. It was a Thursday. I had to go back that Friday for a possible procedure. Yeah. To make sure everything was okay with the baby who would have been okay. Mm-hmm. And thinking of it now, I literally... I can't even, I want to cry right now thinking of it. Yeah. Um, But we went the next day and we had a talk with the twins right before I went. And we said, listen, we have a good life for you. We have so much love to give. You're going to have the best lives. 
get in shape in there. Yeah. Get things together. Let's go. And we said, if you guys want to go to Disney World, you better start sharing. That's right. Yeah. And I went in and they did the ultrasound and everything was perfect. Mm-hmm. You would never have thought. And he said it must have just been a fluke, you know, moment where something was moved or in a bad position. And I don't know. But I guess they heard us and yeah, they were like, okay, wait, we want to go to Disney. And from there, you know, things started looking better and okay yes. and good. Yeah. And throughout this stable. entire... Yeah, things looked stable. stable. And through this entire pregnancy, it was a complete roller coaster ride. And when things were looking up, it came crashing down. Well, it's funny because... And when because things went crashing down, there was another hill to climb back up. It's true. It's yeah. really... It's, when I tell you roller coaster, imagine going on a roller coaster that just drops. Drops So you tick up, 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 up. And then you're at the highest point and you go all the way down real quick. Yep. And then you thousand slowly, miles an hour. Yep. And then you slowly tick up. And back down, and up and down, and up yeah. down. And some of these down drops were like spirals. Yes. It was spiraling Corkscrew down. spirals yeah, down, yep. For true. sure. So that was one of them, thinking that we were going to go the next day. Yeah, and, you but know. yeah, we were, and literally like hours away from, you know, losing a twin, which happens quite often in twins. Oh, yes. Unfortunately, well, actually, there's many stories of... My yeah. father was supposed to be a twin. I mean, this was years ago. Obviously, right. it's different. But he was supposed to be a twin, and his twin was, you know, lost during pregnancy, which is common. Right. And so It's scary. Yeah. It's very scary. Oh, definitely. Any pregnancy is scary. Mm-hmm. And this just made it even more. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's fast forward a bit, because we still have way much more to talk about. Well, and, let's uh, fast forward to... So now everything's stable for, I'd say, about two months. Yeah. So I go at my 20, let's see, 26 week mark. Okay, real quick before you get into that. Okay. Um, the doctor always said there was a chance yes, yes, yes. that, you know, we may need to keep you overnight for some testing and it might be like a 24 hour test. Right. So just, you know, mentally prepare yourselves that at any appointment we might say, hey, you know, Alex, we, we need to keep you, you overnight. You got to stay in, yeah. So we would, you know, we took that and we would always bring with us every appointment a bag of like clothes and a toothbrush and right. whatever, just, just in, in case. case yeah. yeah. Not that we ever wanted to use it, obviously, but you oh, know, you got to, yeah. yeah. Better to have clothes and all that stuff with you when they say, okay, you got to keep you overnight, than not have it at all and, now right. you're stuck in the hospital and you have nothing. Exactly. So we Except would always bring it in the car. Hospital robes. Yeah. Or whatever the <laughs> gowns. Yeah. Right. Okay. So back to So your... I go to my 20, it was like 25 and a half, 26 week mark. And I go and I take, you know, get the ultrasound done. It looks like everything's stable. Same thing. Right. Then I go to my side of it where they take my blood pressure and ask me how I'm feeling and all that stuff. And they take my blood pressure and it's, Pretty much, I believe it was like 196 over about like almost 100. I think it was 102. Okay. Which a normal blood pressure, my normal blood pressure is 120 over 80. Like I'm like the basic 120 over 80. That's me. So So it was like super skyrocket high. Yes. So now at this point, I almost want to say this appointment or the appointment before they finally opened it up where you were able to come in. Yes. Yeah. So he finally was able to come. And mm-hmm. now we go to this appointment and now my doctor says, all right, let's take your blood pressure a couple more times just to be sure it wasn't, you know, the machine or you were moving or talking or excited, whatever. So he takes it again and I want to say it was even higher. And it was pretty much a baseline of what I said, like 200 over 100. And he's turned around on this little swivel chair and he said, all right, Alex, you're going to have to stay here until the babies come. 
And I said, what? Did he? No, he didn't even say until the baby. He, he said. No, initially he said yeah, until the baby's okay. come. And I said, what? He goes, okay, well, it could just be for a night or two if things get under control, but prepare for until the baby's come. Yeah. 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 And so that was on a Tuesday. It was. So the Sunday before that, we had our baby gender reveal planned to do. We did. So it was two days before. We had everybody, you know, on board. We're going to do a gender reveal. We're going to find out if these babies are two boys, two girls, one boy, one girl. We're going to find out what happens when it rains, it pours. Literally, it poured. And it poured that day. Right. And at the time, it was like, we didn't know, obviously, we're going to be admitted into the hospital. Well, you're going to be admitted into the hospital. So we said, okay, we'll push it back to next weekend. Yeah, what's, who cares? It's another yeah. week. You know, you know, whatever it is, what it is. You know, we, we still have some time to find out the babies and to get the house in order and all that. Yeah. So uh, on that Sunday, it poured. And then that Tuesday, it was a thunderstorm. Right, right. Yeah. And, and I... We, we never made it to, to the baby gender reveal. Yes. We had to yeah. make our own, but yep. we got there. So that Tuesday, Alice gets admitted until the babies come. And that was another night that I will never forget. For sure. Me neither. So if anyone's ever been... If anyone's ever had preeclampsia and you had to get magnesium through an IV... It is one of the most miserable experiences ever. And I gave birth to twins. Well, I delivered twins. Yeah. It literally is so... And it's funny because they explain it to you. So, okay, we're going to give you the IV. It's to help... Well, it's to help protect the babies, first of all. And it's also, it also helps with blood pressure somehow. I don't really know. But they say, okay, you're going to feel super relaxed. It's going to feel great. And then you're going to get hot flashes. And then you're going to feel really nauseous. Mm. And when I tell you, that's exactly what happened. And then I threw up. You did, and I had to like hold a bag in front of you and just. And then they said, "Oh no, wait here, take the." And then they're as I'm th- literally as I'm throwing up, they're putting all these IVs in other IVs in me, and uh, I don't know, I-, I couldn't even tell you. Set me up to monitoring because they had to make sure the baby's heart rates were good. And again, if anybody ever had to ha- have a non-stress test, I don't know why they call it that, but it's pretty much to monitor the baby's heart rates or heart rate if you have one. It is. One of the most frustrating things in the world. And imagine getting it twice a day for five weeks. Yeah. And I got to say, that was a very scary moment for me too. Yeah. Because I have you on this right, hospital right, bed. Right, Just way out of it, hooked up to machines. There's two nurses in there, like, working a thousand miles an hour, hooking up this thing, giving you this shot, giving you that Jeez. shot, IV, and sign this paper and sign that paper. and Yeah. Sign this, and if you know if this, this is a result of this, and this could happen. And if it happens, you know we're not responsible for right, it. Right, right. All these crazy things, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, "What is going on?" Like oh, that must be I, crazy from your point yeah. Of view, actually. Like I, we weren't even expecting to be in the hospital at night, and on top of that, now they're like, who knows what they're doing? Right. And it's like I'm worried about you. I'm worried about the babies. Don't know what's happening. Don't right. know. You know, have no idea. But it's just all happening in front of my eyes, and I'm like, I. I don't know. Yeah. That's, I it, don't It know. was definitely crazy. Yeah, I had to get a steroid mm-hmm. shot for if the babies came then, because it was possible. Yeah. The whole pregnancy, it was said that at any point, I could deliver the babies. It could have right. been 23 weeks, 22 weeks, 23 weeks. They said 25 is when things start to get, you know, a little safer. So after 25 weeks, it was like literally any day now. Yeah. Yeah. And they're little troopers, though, these peanuts. Yes, they are. They, they held in there. I said, come on, let me get to 30 weeks, please. And they made it to 31 weeks and four days. Yeah. Well, way to jump ahead a bit. I'm just, I mean, we won't get there yet, but. <laughs> All right. So now you get a mid hospital. Right. 
So we're in New York City, Manhattan. Right. And we're stuck there for, we didn't know how long. Right. At the time, we had it no idea. Been, it could have been until 38 weeks. Yeah. It could have been two days. It could have been two weeks. Right. It could have been two months. Right. Well, maybe not two months, but no, it could have been. It could have been two months. Yeah, it could have been two months. Yeah. And we had no idea. It was days, weeks, or months. We didn't know, but we were just going to ride it out to the end. Right. So here we are. Now, at this point, it's April. Yes. And the weather's getting nicer. Right. And it's springtime. And they put us in a room. Yes. With a window view to the courtyard. Right. Now, the courtyard here is this beautiful like garden looking area where people sit on the lawn and they have lunch and and they have lounge chairs and, and little like um not restaurants but where people get their food and yeah like chairs where people yeah, yeah. literally lounge chairs where people are lounge, in the sun. yeah like beach chairs yes and i would just sit by the window and look out and go oh i wish i could be out there yeah because they would not allow alex to leave the floor they due said to COVID. it was yeah due to covid i wasn't allowed to go outside which i understand there were a lot of people that would go out there but for my mental health, I was like, please, just let me go out. It could be a day where it's not as busy or not as nice out. I don't even care. Just let me get 20 minutes out there. Yeah. And after like, what? It was like three weeks. Yeah. Of me and which made no begging. sense to me was that I was able to come and go as I please. Right. So I can leave and come back, which I didn't because I, you know, I stayed there with yes. you. I, well, you know. I got to give you props because you literally stayed the entire time. You went home, what, three times just to check on the house for a day and you yep. came right back. Yeah. So should we talk about the first time I went home? Yep, I was just going to ask you the same thing. All right, so let's do it. I mean, hey, this right. is the Anything Goes podcast. We're going to tell how it is. This is so when it rains, it pours. But yep. now, and we said this as it was happening, I said, Greg, this will be a funny story in the future. So I uh, got admitted on a still, Tuesday. Still too soon. I don't know. But it's okay. The next day I was joking about it, but it yeah. wasn't me that it happened to. So Yeah. Uh, so I got admitted on Tuesday. Again, like Greg said... We were not expecting it. You know, we knew it was a possibility, but we weren't expecting it. So Greg's like, I don't know if, you know, the house is good. Are there lights on? You know, do I have, I don't know, whatever it might be. I don't know how how we left the house because we were expecting to come back a couple of hours. And also we needed clothes. Right. We needed, you know, certain things that we didn't have in the bag. So. So let me say this. I was just so lucky and so fortunate and so appreciative that with my job, Yes. I was able to work remotely. Yes. So I worked it out with my supervisor, explained the situation of you, you know, being in Ben's hospital, you're high risk, preeclampsia, twins on the way. We don't know how long, but my wife's in the hospital and I'm the only one that, you know, can be with her right now. Right. And I was able to work remotely from the hospital room. Yes. Every day. Yep. And I'm working with doctors coming in, with the custodians coming in. <laughs> the nurses. The nurses. And everyone got the, to know you though. They're like, oh, he, oh, he's he's yeah, he's working. Like they, they did. Knew. And they'd come in. They'd be quiet. They were, they yeah. were most. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were some nurses that didn't know you, but a lot of them were pretty consistent. Right. Yes. Yes. The doctors knew. It was funny. Yeah. So you know, Tuesday comes. Yeah, there I'm working. Wednesday comes. I'm working. Thursday comes. I'm working. Friday comes. I'm working. Now I'm like, ah, right, it's the weekend. Don't work for the week. Let me run home and for a few hours and just see how we left the house. Do we right. need lights on? I mean, I'm pretty sure we locked the door, but who knows? Uh, did we have the air conditioner on? Like, I don't know. It was or April. Heat. It was nice. Or yeah. heat. It was a cold. Like, I don't know how we left this house. Like you said, I had to go home and throw laundry up and bring us more clothes because right. we weren't planning on being here till the babies came. Right. Uh, yeah. Was there like food that was left out? Right. I, you exactly. know, like, yeah, yeah we don't know. Yeah. Dishes in the sink. Yes. We, we don't know what 
situation or, you know, how we left the house. Right. So let me go home and check it out. So I go home just for a couple of hours on that Saturday. The weekends at the hospital are kind of low-key-ish. Yeah. They don't do many tests right. and so stuff then. The Yeah, most of the tests happen during the week. And the doctors, they all round during the week. There'll yeah. be a doctor that's there on the weekends, but the main stuff happens during the week. Right. So I'm like, all right, it's Saturday. I don't have work. The doctors aren't really coming to you unless, obviously, it's an emergency. Right. Let me get on for a couple of hours, do some laundry, get some clothes, and come right back to you. Right. So... Us living where we are, a fire pit in the backyard is legal. You are allowed to have it. Yes. So silly me, like this was a priority in life. I had some things I wanted to throw in the fire pit and burn for a bit. Yes. As my sister says, Greg thinks he's, what did she say? She says she, you think you're like in the mob and you have to burn your document. She, she's convinced that you burn like like documents where that... I don't know, like people aren't allowed to find or something like that. Let's just say this is something I'm not able to speak of. <laughs> right. On, you and know, that's what you tell my record. family. So yeah, this, this, that's why. Maybe off the record, we could talk about what needed to be burned okay, at that moment. We'll continue, but Mr. Fire. On the record, let's, let's proceed. Okay. So I had some things that needed to be burned, like at that moment. Couldn't <laughs> yeah. go a day later. Of course. So I throw some stuff in the fire pit and it burns out. It's out. The fire pit is good, it's out, it's done, it's ashes. So at this point, I go inside, throw up laundry, I shower, had to run to ShopRite, get a couple of things, had to run to another store, come back, put the clothes in the dryer, pack bags, and it's maybe like four hours later that the fire pit is done and out. And at this point, I got to, you know, head back to you to the hospital. Right. So as I'm about to leave, I'm like, oh man, there's ashes in the fire pit. I don't want to leave them in there because if there's a windy day, the ash is going to fly all over the backyard, all over the neighbor's yards, and I don't want that because I'm not coming back for a week, right. and who knows what's going to be. So me being the smart fella that I am. And not listening to your wife. And not listening. Well, I never said anything about what about this, but I did mention that you should, you know, yeah. do something. Go ahead. Right. I don't want to say it. Anyway, it's, yeah. so I bag up the ashes, just... So they don't blow around in the backyard. I'm like, oh man, let me just, you know. And now, mind you, that my mind is all over the place. Right, of course. Okay. Obviously. Okay. 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 Okay, that'll, that'll help people. Okay, my mind is all over the place. I have a thousand things going on. I'm worried about you. I'm worried right, about right, the babies. Right. I'm like stressing over my job, trying to, you know, wrap my mind around working out of a hospital for the next however many days or weeks or months. I don't know. And... I take the ashes, I sweep them up, put them in a bag, and throw them into the shed where I'll just worry about it next time I'm home. Discard them. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I go back to the hospital, and I'm back in the hospital room with you. Right. And I left the house about like 3.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. So now I'm back with you. It's, uh, you know, we have dinner there, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock p.m. <laughs> we eat 11.30 p.m., and we're just sitting there talking like, oh, man, what is going on? And your phone starts ringing. Right. At 11.30 p.m. on a Saturday night. Right. And was it family? No. Who was it? Our neighbor. One of our neighbors, yes. One of our neighbors are calling. And like, my initial thing was, yeah. well, my name starts with A and a lot of people accidentally call me. Right. So maybe that's what happened. But I'm like, should we answer? You're like, yeah, Greg, answer. Like, answer. I don't know. Ahead, yeah. yeah. So I pick up and our neighbor's like, Greg? I'm like, yeah. She's like, are you home right now? I'm like, no, we're in the hospital. You are? 
yeah, why, what's up? Um, your backyard's on fire right now. <laughs> it's not funny. I was like, what? What do you mean? She's like, yeah, your entire shed is in flames right now. Yes. I was like, oh my goodness. And I knew right away, like instantly what happened. When I tell you he went white as a ghost. Like I couldn't believe she said that her husband, you know, went to our fence and broke down the door of the fence to get back there to try put the fire out. But it just went yeah. up in flames. Yeah. And they called the fire department. They shut down our entire block. The entire block, like, shut down. Yeah. Five fire trucks, like, three or four cop cars. Just, our neighbors said it was, like, after midnight, and it was, like, a block party. It was, like, midday with, with the amount of lights. Right. Lighting up the block. And people on the block. Yep. Everyone's outside looking, of course. Yeah. We have a ring doorbell. And we have pictures to show that our ring doorbell just shows firemen with fire hoses and, and, and fire trucks. Right before the fire trucks come, you see smoke fill up the block. Oh, man. Yeah, the entire... Like, we live on a cul-de-sac. The entire cul-de-sac is just engulfed in, yeah. in smoke. So our other neighbor, I, I, I call the other neighbor, I'm like, what is going on? Please tell me it's not that bad. She's like, Greg, it's a Hollywood movie out here. And then he was like, can you FaceTime me so I could see? Yeah. And... Literally, like he just said, it was a like in a Hollywood movie when you see something engulfed in flames. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, she FaceTimed me, uh, FaceTimed us, and showed me the backyard, and these firemen are back there with hoses, just shooting water at like huge flames shooting out. It was insane. And yeah, so we're sitting in a hospital room, and, and our backyard's on fire. Mind you, I have preeclampsia, which is high blood pressure. <laughs> I'm not allowed to stress. Yeah. I'm already pregnant with the high-risk pregnancy of twins. And I have high blood pressure. I'm getting all these shots every day and this and that. And don't stress, don't stress, don't stress. And then the shed goes on fire. Right. And I said to you, because we were freaking out, because now, I don't know, Greg didn't know if he was going to get in trouble or get a fine or something like that. So he's freaking out. And I remember just going, Greg, you need to chill out because I'm not allowed to stress. And he just went, okay. Okay. Oh, man. And you just but... kind of like snapped into some other mode. Yeah, but then at that point, I mean, it's after midnight. The block is shut down. We actually, also where we live, fireworks are legal to have. You yes. can buy fireworks. Um, we had some fireworks left over from the previous 4th of July. Thankfully, we kept them in the house and not in the shed. That would have been... Because those fireworks... Were and gonna... people might have just but... thought that it was fireworks. Yes, yes. And just ignored the fact that uh, smoke was coming... You that know, was engulfing the yes. entire um, So at this point, it's like 12.30 in the morning, 1 in the morning. I'm getting phone calls from the fire marshal, getting phone calls from the fire inspector, oh, getting phone calls from we should mention police too, officers. That when it happened, I called my sister right away and she sped to our house and got here within like 25 minutes. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy because I would have never made it in time from Manhattan oh, to no. where we live. It's like... An hour and a half away, two hours of traffic. Right. Even though it wouldn't be, wouldn't have been traffic at that time, but you don't know because that's when they like you do construction. You didn't have a car there, and I didn't have a car, so I had to like hop on. Yeah, it would have never happened. Something I don't know. Whatever it was, it was craziness. It was, and our entire shed burnt down, and everything in it, all of our in ground pool equipment burnt to ashes. We had two lawnmowers burnt to ashes. We had a weed whacker burnt to ashes. Right. We had it was something that equipment. melted together. Yeah, melted something. Just so much stuff in there that just oh, man. gone. Completely. Up in flames, in ashes. Yeah. Done. Now it's kind of a funny story. 
(laughs) (laughs) Hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that was day five of us being in in the hospital. And we said, what the heck is going to happen from this point? Oh my goodness. How much worse could it get? Yeah. Okay, I just want to mention that when you said you were going to do the fire pit, I did mention to you on the phone to spray the ashes with water when you were done. Right. And please, man, my mind was all over the place. I know. I know. I just have to point out that I did say. Yeah. So also at this point, and then we'll move on back to, you know, the babies. Right. <laughs> but um, at this point, only a sister knew. We didn't want to yes. tell our families because, yeah. We didn't want to hear know, it right yes, now. Yes. And... We were all stressed out and this and that. And like three days later, I get a call from my mom. Oh my goodness. Yes. As I'm sitting in the hospital room and she's like greg somebody called about some sort of like uh like inspector thing and claim with the insurance yeah some insurance claim with an inspector and he left his name but i didn't get his name so uh do you want me to call back and see who it was i was like oh no no it's fine it was probably just you know just about the babies or something you know like trying to get them on the insurance right 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 and kind of dodged that bullet so for whatever reason when we moved to our house, we never switched over the telephone number to app because I don't know, we didn't think we'd need to switch our insurance telephone number to our home, right? So it was, it's still your parents, which we should probably change that, yeah. <laughs> but it was still your parents' house, so they called them, and that could have been so bad if they mm-hmm. mentioned, yes, oh man, forget Hi, about ma'am. it, ma'am. So I heard a shed burnt down, yeah. Yeah, so that was day five of the hospital admission. Yep. yep. Um, can we jump back like three weeks before you got admitted? Okay. And we had to deal with close family members testing positive. Oh my goodness. Which was another... Like very close family yes. members. Yes, which was another wrench thrown into all of this. Yes, and then when we found out they got tested positive, we were scared. We stayed separate right we stayed locked away yeah. i mean we pretty much always did anyway but we stayed locked away from each other because mm-hmm. we didn't know we're like well, what if you know yeah you don't want to get me sick i didn't want to get right you so sick. media family and you know we were around them so it's like what if you caught it and i didn't or i caught it and you didn't course, and we don't want to pass course. each other so yeah that was craziness oh my god so mixed in with everything else there was a covid scare that right. we had to deal with yeah so all right so from a covid scare to a shed burning Yes, to me having to get blood clot shots twice a day, which I hated. I had bruises all over my body from it. I had blood work done every other day. Uh, I had to take, well, I had to take medication every morning. Uh, I got woken up to get my blood pressure taken every two hours, every three hours. I guess it kind of prepared me for the babies. Yeah. Every three hours. Right, right, true. At least then I was able to actually sleep. No, well, I don't know. People like... Oh, I hated when we would talk to people and they'd say, oh, it's like you're in a five-star hotel. Uh-huh. You get fed and this and that. I'm like, oh, really? I don't know. Mm. Being hooked up to IVs 24-7 yeah. is... Staring out a window into the courtyard right. and hearing the nurses come in and say, oh, it's so nice out today. Oh, it's such goodness. a beautiful day. I think I'm going to have lunch outside today. Yeah, and hearing them in the hallway, oh, I'm getting off in a little bit. I'm going outside and I'm going right. for a walk because it's so beautiful right, out. right. Yeah. yeah, nice five-star hotel. Right. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. The only great thing about that place is they had a machine to make tea in the hallway, so we had unlimited tea. Yes, <laughs> that was nice. Yes. That was definitely nice. That was cool. 
but when we first got admitted, I was like, all right, you know, we'll just make the best of it. Whatever, I, get, I don't have to do dishes. I got three meals a day. This isn't so bad. And then it turns into, all right, I'm doing three meals a day. Am I in prison? And it kind of felt like I was in prison. Honestly, I, prison I felt like, like inmates get treated better because at least they get courtyard. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, an hour a day, they get to go out and get right? some air. That's very true. We, we, you couldn't even get that. Well, I told them, I said, I was like, for my mental health, like, I need to get air. Like, I need yeah. to go out and just breathe fresh air. Like, I feel like, isn't it unhealthy for me not to have fresh air? And I'm one of those people when it's nice out, even if I just sit outside, I don't need to go and be around people. But I right. just need it. I, I need fresh air. It feels good for me. Mm-hmm. And eventually they finally budged because you were like, please, she needs it. Please, yeah, please, please. I mean, come on. This is crazy. And they let me out for, I think, two hours. I yeah. To go out. And I'll, I was like, I'll take 20 minutes. Right. So right. That was good. That was, uh, it's crazy. It sounds insane. But going through everything we were going through in there, being able to go outside, I'm not even kidding. I teared up when they told me I was able to because I was so happy. How crazy. Right? It's like you, you yeah. really, sometimes in life, you really got to like put things in, into perspective and realize that honestly, the little things are what matter. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It really, really is. Uh, so through all of this, we did try to make the best of it. We did. Best we could. Yes. Um, we had a tablet. We brought a deck of cards to play cards. We learned all the states. Yes. I mean, almost all the states. Yeah. We printed out... Uh, United States maps and learned where each state goes. Now, we probably know about 40 out of the 50 right now. Yeah. The East Coast is tough. Yeah, the East Coast is They're so great. tiny. Yeah, we have West Coast. We have the mid, the Central. We have, you know, right. Midwest and South and North. But just the, the East Coast. Yeah. Where, where You would think we're from the East Coast that we would know. Right. right. Which we kind of do. Mm-hmm. But there's like little tiny ones. You're like, oh, I didn't even know that was there. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. We played uh, Ultimate War. Yes. Yeah. It lasted like five days. Uh-huh. That was fun. Yeah, like we de- definitely did make some great... Oh, my goodness. Yes. The, one, the best memory ever. So, again, we get... I Well, I got three meals a day, and they would bring, you know, if they, they'd say anything else you want, I'd say fruit and ice cream, which was tough, but then eventually they finally gave me ice cream. It was great. Yeah. But every, every couple of days we would order food out, you know, yes, order yes, food yes. And, yeah. Cause the hospital food is real. hospital. Food. Yeah. It gets old quick. So. I will say if you're going to eat hospital food, this hospital is probably the best. Yeah. But, but even this gets it, old. It, real oh, quick. Everything tastes every, the same. Yes. Everything sucks. They don't put the any same. flavoring on anything because any, no seasoning. Cause a lot of people can't have it, especially pregnant, but they would bring a lot of fruit cause that's what I wanted. And they brought oranges. And one day Greg goes, Record me. I'm going to juggle. And just to be silly, if anyone knows Greg, they know that he's just absurd and does nonsense stuff. And honestly, he was doing it to make me laugh. Yeah. And to make himself laugh. And to just... Because there were a lot of times where I would really just get like... Like just down and just like, oh yeah. man, this is... It, it was it was rough. I made the best of it. I wanted the babies to be healthy, so I didn't yeah. care. And listen, we, we missed our gender real party. Yeah. You had... Honestly, uh, the whole pregnancy, we weren't really able to enjoy it. No, you had a baby shower scheduled. That, Never had that. that yeah. yeah, couldn't have that. So, right. you know, all the fun, exciting things that, you know... You People s- take for granted. Yeah, we couldn't do any of them. Right, exactly. Which, listen, my main thing was get these babies here healthy. I didn't care about any of that. It's all materialistic. I don't care. Right. But it's like... You know, when you see everybody else able to enjoy it and it's like, damn, why, why, you know, that mm-hmm. stinks. Like 
Yeah. Why do we have to go through that? I, I'm never like that, but every once in a while, I'm just like, oh, why us? Why me? Right. Why these babies? So you yeah. would always do things to make me laugh. Yeah, so me being me, I try being silly and, yeah. you know. So I recorded him grabbing three oranges and starting a- to juggle. Attempting the first time ever to, to juggle ever three Ever in his life, ever. Yes. And we should post this video. Okay. And he did it. And when I tell you, he juggled. Like a clown, he juggled. <laughs> I think he went like 15, like, I don't know. Catches? Catches, yeah. Yeah. And afterwards, I'm hysterical laughing because I can't believe it's happening. And afterwards, you look at the camera and you go, did that just happen? Yeah. And then did it Did I cuts. really just juggle? Yeah. And then from that point on, I think we were there for another like three weeks. Uh-huh. From that point on, it was every night you juggled. Oh, I was so determined. So but, determined. But when I would get hooked up onto the monitoring, which is a non-stress test that I was talking about earlier... You would do this and extend this freaking monitoring. So it's supposed to be for 20 minutes. The heart rates had to stay in a certain frame. And if it went out of the frame too low or too high for a certain period of time, I would have to be extended to an hour. Yes. Sometimes 90 minutes. It was miserable. So and if, the, the more you laughed, the so, yeah. better chance of this. Right. Because they would move around. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever it might be. If... It was, oh my God. So I couldn't help it. So when he was doing silly things like the oranges falling and hitting him in the head or hitting him other places. That, yeah, oranges shouldn't be hitting you. Right. The sun don't shine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was, I couldn't help it. I was hysterical laughing. And you would just hear, so you heard the heartbeats. So when I would laugh, you would just hear, it sounded like like water. It was like, because it was just my belly moving as I was right. laughing. And, I, and then the nurse would come in and go, Oh, did you have contractions? And I'm like, um, I don't, I didn't feel anything. Yeah. And they'd say, yeah, but mm. look at this part right here. It looks like you had contractions. And I was like, you made me laugh. Yeah. And some of the nurses were, you know, fun and yes. nice and cool. And, and I would put on a show for them and I would juggle for them. And, and they were hysterical. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They were like, you guys are so funny. At least you're yeah. learning new things. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. So uh, we learned the states, learned how to juggle, and a couple other things too. We yeah. kept, you know, kept busy with. And yeah, we we definitely. My sister bought me a crocheting Disney kit, which I have to say I don't know how to crochet still, but it was okay. definitely cool to try. Yeah, and you know, learn the basics. Mm-hmm. So maybe one day I'll make those little Mickey and Minnie dolls for them. All right. Yeah. Um. So at this point, we're just trying to buy like. Any day we can. Yes. Because any day that passes that these babies are still inside of you is so big right. and so important to, you know, to their health and to you. And mm-hmm. just, it's like, all right, let's get through one day at a time. Literally one and day at a time. It's not even like, let's get through weeks. Let's just get to tomorrow. The entire the pregnancy the was take it one day at a time. Yeah. And this was the same thing. Take it one day at a time. And honestly, being a parent now, take it one day at a time. Because yeah. that's all you can do. You just got to deal with what's in front of you right now. And yeah, it's working pretty yeah. good. Yeah, so at this point, things are you know staying stable and, and we're buying time and we're doing okay and things are like looking decent, stable and, again. Yeah, and every now and then, uh, one uh, doctor will come be like, "Hey, maybe you guys can go home," but oh. that never happened. And then course. my doctor would come in and go, "You're not going home." Yeah, so I don't know why they would say that, but because they didn't know my case. Yes, that's why I'd yes. always be like, "Okay, can I talk to my doctor?" Like, not mm-hmm. in a mean way. Yeah, but yeah, he yeah. just was with right. us since the beginning. So. Exactly, he he knew everything yeah. that yeah, and he knew us and he knew right. that you yep. know, ha- just I don't know, more comfort. Yeah. 
So at this point, you know, things are going okay and in the right direction that we want it to go and we're buying more time and these babies are, you know, staying inside of you. And then I think we're like week three in the hospital of five and it's Friday at like 1130 right. and I'm working and I get an oh, email yeah. from my supervisor and he says, hey, Greg, when you get a chance, call me. Like, okay, no problem. You know, I email back. I said, okay, I'm, you know, I'm free in like a half hour of lunch. I'll call you then. So I call him on this Friday afternoon and he says, hey, Greg, as of Monday, we need you to come back to work full time. Yep. In person. In person. And I'm like, dagger through my heart. Oh, man, me Are too. Are you kidding you me? You were literally my sanity through this entire thing. Like, yeah. So we're going okay. We're going well. We're getting through it day after day, one day at a time. And that Friday, Greg, come back to work on Monday. Yep. Oh, man. That was tough. Yep. That whole weekend was tough. Just everything about it. The entire week had to be at work. Yep. Um, so what did I have to do? I mean, it's, it's my job. I got, I got to go. Yeah, you you know, I can't not work. You know, I have to, you know, I, babies aren't cheap. Right. Exactly. And know? two of them sure aren't. And medical bills are a real thing. Yes. And even with insurance, they're still money to pay of course so you know i gotta go to work what am i gonna do i can't tell them no yeah so i go into work that monday and i explain the situation to them and i said listen you know you guys don't really you know you know what's going on you don't know the extent but my wife's in the hospital until these babies come and i'm here to work if you guys need me i'm here Mm -hmm. but if Anything can be worked out, man. I would appreciate it more than you guys would well, ever know. Thankfully, your job was super, yes, super compassionate yes. and understanding. And they said, if you're able to finish out this week in person, then we'll put you back remote. Yeah, and you're like, of course. Yeah. And so. when I tell you, that week was probably the hardest week for me. Mm. I just like, even though it was just days old motion to one because it was all the same things every day. It was Groundhog's Day. It was still like you made me laugh all the time and you made things like different and fun. And I don't know, you're, it was funny. Like we would do funny stuff and yeah, you know, and and we would watch movies and watch Met games and watch wrestling and documentaries Ah, and, you know, speaking of Met games, yeah, the Met season got us through those nights. They did. Monitoring. Sometimes the entire Met game would be the entire monitoring. For sure. Yep. So it definitely helped. Uh, We were also very fortunate to have a shower in our room. Oh man, yes. We had a private room. Just yes. it was just me in there, you know, just us in there. Uh, it was had... pretty much the bed, uh, a couch for me to sleep on. Yeah. A TV, a mini fridge, a bathroom and a shower. Right. Like combined, a bathroom yes. and a shower. Yeah. Yep. So, but it, it reminded me of anybody has ever been on a cruise before. Yes, that's how the bathroom was. And like was. an indoor room cruise. That yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah no. The... Oh, there was a view. There was a. It was a window. Yeah. Room. Right. 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 <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. But yes, yeah, but, that is yeah. kind of what it was like. A little bit bigger than a... than A, yeah, a little bit. A little, tiny, tiny the bit The showers bigger. on cruises are so tiny. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. So anything else you want to say about you, your five weeks in the hospital? Uh, it was definitely... It, another upsetting thing about it was the whole pregnancy. I feel like no one in my family... Or your family really got to see me pregnant. No. No they one did. did. Not. Besides pictures, but pictures don't do justice. And it was kind of like I didn't get to really enjoy it as much because I was yeah. so stressed. Yeah. But again, 
I'll enjoy when they're here. That's what I kept of saying. Of course. And so, we are. Oh, we, we so are. are. And it's only been eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so one other thing during those five weeks, I was kind of up in the air about it. And I was like, we canceled the baby gender reveal. Right. And I'm like, maybe we should just wait until the babies come to find out. And mm. you were like, listen, we haven't been able to enjoy anything of this pregnancy. Yes. Let's have this moment with yeah. me and you. And the two of us, we had the envelope of if it's two boys, two girls, a boy and a girl. But actually, do we? No, we no, knew we it was, knew. at that point, we knew it was identical twins. Yeah, so we knew it was either two boys or two girls. Yes, because we knew they were identical. So it was either two boys, two girls. And you said, you know, let's just, let's just do it. Let's open the envelope and let's find out. And you know what's crazy is the whole time I wanted it to just be me and you. Yes, you did. Even, with, even when you we did. weren't in the hospital, yes. I was like, I don't know, Greg, I just want... I think I just want this between me and you because yep. of everything we've been going through mm-hmm. with this pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want a moment for us. Yeah. Because, you know, when you have the gender reveal, everyone, you know, of course, everyone's excited, which I would want. Right. But you don't really, like, you have a moment, like a split second with the two of you, but then it's kind of it, and everyone's, exactly. like, talking and this and that. Yeah. So I, the whole time I wanted it, and I, well, I got what I wanted. Yep. And uh, leading up to it, you know, from when you told me you were pregnant, I... Was leaning more towards boys, I thought. Yeah. I felt like, you know, I think they're boys. I think they are. Had that feeling. And then two weeks before we opened the envelope. Yeah. I had a dream that they were girls. Yeah. And I don't know. It was a very, like, real dream. It really felt real. And at that point on, I was like, it is 100% girls. I know it sounds crazy, but I was like, no, I'm telling you, like, this dream was way too real to me. And we have it on camera before we open up the envelope yes. of me saying I had this dream and it's girl. So I'm not just saying it just to say it. <laughs> yes. We have it on camera. Yes. Yes. Uh, recording you did. it. You said it. Yeah. And it's funny. I actually thought boys also from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then when you said the dream, it like slowly, I was like, maybe it is girls. But I don't know. The dream was just wait. And I don't dream often. Yeah. I well, don't. Well, they say that that could have, see, I'm one of these people I feel like that was probably like your grandfather being mm. like, hey, Greg, just letting mm-hmm. you know you got two little girls coming your way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I believe in that stuff. So yeah. I think that's what it was. So, and that's why it felt so real because it kind of was. Yeah, it was. So at that point, I uh, I don't know. I just felt it. Yeah. So, all right. Um, can we fast forward a little bit? Go for it. So their original due dates for the for the girls were July 12th. Correct. Then May 17th was a scheduled C-section. It was. So they said 32 weeks. That is the safe bet. They'll do all their growing that they need inside by that point. And then we'll get them out. They'll be super safe, you know, for the NICU. And let's do it. All right. So that was supposed to be on a Monday. Right. Scheduled C-section. So that Thursday night before... I'm like, all right, Alex, you know, it's getting to the end. We have a few more days. I'm going to run home, do one last laundry, make sure everything in the house is ready for when you come home. And grab whatever else we need for your discharge. And I'm going home on Thursday. I'll be back, you know, probably on Saturday. I'll come back, whatever, for the weekend. Let me just, you know, and also just get one night of sleep before these babies come. And it's like life changes, you know, that drastically in a good way. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to go home Thursday night, work Friday from home, do what I need to do around the house, and come then, back yeah, come back Saturday. 
So, okay, you know, so that's fine. I'll see you Saturday. We have Saturday, we have Sunday, and then Monday the, the babies come. So Friday morning. I go for my ultrasound. So I, would, I was still getting ultrasounds twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays. Yeah. So I went Friday, and this was one of, so every three weeks they told me how much they weighed at that point. So it's been, you know, they've been gaining, 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 gaining. So when I went this Friday, I'm watching. And at this point, I am like a pro at knowing what they're doing by watching the screen. Right. I've seen so much of it. I could probably be a sonographer at this point. <laughs> and I'm watching and I'm like, okay, baby A, oh, three pounds. Okay, yeah, yeah, that one. She definitely grew. And then they're going to baby B and I'm like, oh, oh why does it say one pound something? It looks like baby B didn't really gain much. And I'm like, maybe I'm not seeing it right. So then my doctor comes in and he explains exactly what I thought, saying that A grew a bit, B really hasn't. So he kind of looks at me and he says, listen, we've reached the point. And he's, t- he's prepared as saying, listen, the baby's coming at any point. They can come at any point. They can come at any point. And he said, listen, we hit our point. The baby's got to come out today. Yeah. And I said, oh my God, doc. We, my husband's not here. This is the one time he went home. We can't do it yet. And he said, it's okay. Calm down. Let's call him. We'll tell him and we'll wait because it's not an emergency. But it, you know, it was, but it wasn't. Yep. He was like, we, we can wait for him to get here. And, you know, they were good with that, but it was definitely so stressful because, of course, it's the one day you go home. Oh, my goodness. What a disaster. Yeah. So you. So I went home Thursday night just to work Friday morning and come, come back all the home. way back. Yeah. We'll come back home. Come back to the hospital. Yeah. So I was working at the time. I was on a, on a break. Right. So you had your sonogram. So yes. I'm like, all right, let me call you. I had like five minutes left of my break. I'm like, let me just call you quick. Just check in this, that. And you break the news. Yeah. So the doctor was in the room and he, yeah. we said, hey, they got to come today. And we explained the situation and what's going on with them. And you said, oh my goodness, but I can't be there till whatever time it was, 3.30. Yeah. I can't yeah. And he said, don't worry about it. And they were very, I have to say, they prepped me and all that stuff. And they were very good with being like, don't worry. Don't, they made sure we didn't stress. Yes. Or more than we yeah, okay. were going to anyway. Yeah, right. I didn't stress. Right. Sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Having to treat They tried to help it, but no, then they, they did it as was much stressful. As they could. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, just to be two hours away knowing you're giving birth that day, it's yeah. like, uh, so I tell my job, I said, listen, I'm going to finish at work, but I got to run right as, you know, the second yes. work is over, yeah. I'm out of here. So, you know, they understood. They were yeah. like, cool and okay so i'm heading back to the hospital and it's it's real i'm driving i'm like all right the next time i'm in this car driving i'm gonna be a father of two. Oh yeah that's exciting yeah so craziness uh-huh so i get to the hospital and they already have you all prepped and yeah i was on that magnesium again which mm-hmm. i was prepared for this time so i didn't throw up this time they had me on fluids i literally was not allowed to get out of the bed until the day after delivery. Right. So that was a whole nother experience too. The whole delivery. Yeah. So they brought us into like a pre up room. Yeah. And you know, they kind of given us a breakdown of, of everything and they give me like a hazmat suit to wear. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm in breaking bad. Right. That's what we were saying. Mm-hmm. So Greg goes, okay, I'm just going to run to the bathroom really yeah. quick. Before well, we... I say, I said, listen, how much time do we have? She said, oh, you know, we have some time. We're good. I was like, hey, can I just run to the bathroom real quick before this happens? She's like, yeah, you can go. I'm like, all right, I have enough time, right? Like, you guys are good. Like, I'll be right back. She's like, yeah, yeah, you're totally fine. We have time. No problem. You know, do what you got to do. 
So I run, you know how much I got to pee all the time for the right. Saturday episodes. So I run, <laughs> I go to pee, and then I actually FaceTime your cousin, Nikki, right. to be like, as I'm walking back, I'm like, oh, I FaceTime a couple people. Right. Just tell them it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. Mm-hmm. And on the way back, I'm FaceTiming your cousin. I'm like, all right, this is it. Like, we're ready. I'm like, look, if you want to say hi to, like, say something Alex, I turn the corner, you're gone. Yep. And they took you. So you know what they I They didn't think? wait for me. They probably, because when I had to go in to get the epidural and stuff like that. Right. You couldn't be in there anyway. So they were probably like, yeah, you have time before delivery starts. Yes, but I would have liked to say goodbye to you before they took you. Right. And then I was stressed. I'm like, oh my God, like, I hope she's not upset okay. that, you uh, know, she didn't get to say goodbye to me. And like. But I knew you were coming back in. Yeah. And I just wanted I to get it started. I know, but I, you know, I was stressed and I didn't like I that. Know. I didn't get to say goodbye to you, you know, like, I whatever. Know, I know. I know. And then I'm thinking too, I'm like, yo, this is the craziest you know, road to pregnancy, like, like I don't know, like... Who knows? Yeah, I like, jeez, man, like, you don't know every bad thing that's happening, it's like, who knows if, you know, it's going to continue being bad, wrong. like, yeah. yeah, like... I know, I know. Whatever, but I was not happy about that, but yeah. either way, um, they took you and they gave you the epidural. Which okay. was a crazy... It's a crazy... Fe- I did not know this... Like, I mean, who knows what this feels like until you get it, but when you hear epidural, you're like, okay, numb. But you don't realize how numb numb really is. Yeah. Like, they're like, okay, wiggle your toes. I'm like, I can't. And they're like, oh, no, you are. But I just couldn't feel myself wiggling my toes. It was insane. And it didn't, getting the epidural itself actually didn't hurt as much as I thought it was going to. The nurse that was with me during it was like the best nurse ever. And she like, I like held her hands because I thought it was going to hurt so bad. <laughs> but again, like you kind of said, my, my pain tolerance is... Yes. Higher than I thought it was. And it kind of just felt like like a pinch with a lot of pressure and then a weird sensation and then numb. Okay. And I literally couldn't move anything. Yeah. It was and, wild. Uh, so after you, I guess after that kicked in, they called me in right. in my hazmat suit. They had me prepped with the curtain up and all this stuff. Yeah. And this is the first time that I was ever awake in an operating room. I've this been, was, I've had surgery. This was the and, first time I was ever in an operating, yeah. operating room. And this room is bright. Well, they asked me as they're going in, they're like, have you ever been in an operating room before? I'm like, no. They're like, okay, it's just going to be really cold and really bright. Yeah. It, it was like, yeah, like Times Square bright. Yeah. For oh, yeah. sure. Well, they need to see what they're doing. Yeah. So, you know, so I go in there and I, they put me on a stool next to you that you're laying down on the bed and I can see like... The top head, I guess from like your neck up. Yeah, pretty much. It was like yeah. my... Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there with you and just talking to you and this and that. And the nurse and doctors are like talking all this nonsense just to, you know... Yeah, they're just talking not really about what they're doing. Yeah. I guess they don't want us to be like stressed about it. Right. Kind of just talking. And they, they told me before, like, listen, if you hear us talking about a TV show or this or that, it just means things are going okay and we're just... It's just whatever. Yeah. Hey, to them, it's just another day in the office. Exactly. You know, and like... Another crazy thing is that Friday, before I went for the ultrasound, the doctors did rounds, and the doctor who I loved, who was... So now my doctor was the one who delivered. Right. He was the high-risk doctor. So this other doctor who did rounds every now and then, I loved her, and I wanted her to be the one to deliver them so bad. But she was like, oh, I'm not going to be her Monday, so it's not going to be me, but it'll be Dr. So-and-so. I was like, all right. But then it turned out that I got that doctor because they were delivered Friday. Yes. So I was so happy and I trusted everything that was going on. Uh-huh. She was, uh-huh. oh, she was the best. Yeah. So, uh, so at this point now. Yes. You're 31 weeks. And four days. And four days. Right. <laughs> and these babies are coming 
now. That like, moment. That minute. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we made it that far, which of course we would have loved to make it further, but we were so blessed to even make it to that Absolutely. point. Absolutely. We didn't think so. we were going to make it past even 23 weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even my doctor to yeah. this day, he's like, wow, these babies defied all the odds. Yep. For sure. That and was... man, there's more odds that they overcame. Oh, man. Yeah. So we're sitting in this operating room and the whole thing was about an hour. Yeah, I'd say from when they took me in till the babies were out. Yeah, probably about an hour. Yeah. And the only thing I was really able to see was your, you know, from your neck and above. Right. And if I looked down to the bed you were laying in, oh God. just a pool of blood. <laughs> that, like legitimately, literally, not figuratively, not hypothetically, not kidding. Like you're laying in a it's crazy because as it was happening, I'm like, I feel fine. And then towards the end, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I can't stop shivering. I was sh- remember I was shaking yes. so much. Yes. And they were like, oh, it's normal. But now I'm thinking of it. I'm like, it's probably because I lost so much damn blood. Oh, my goodness. And I saw that and I'm like, okay, I'm going to pretend like I don't see it and yeah. just play it cool because I, I don't want to stress you out. Man, I got to say, I would have never in a million years thought that's what you saw because you you didn't turn pale. You didn't uh, make any react. Nothing. Yeah. You were... Me and you were talking about the Mechim. Uh-huh. Actually, Greg asked the anesthesiologist. He said, hey, let's... Because so it was like 5.30 when I first went in. He goes, listen, uh-huh. Mechim starts at 7.10. You think we can get out of here and back in the room by then? <laughs> and yeah. the anesthesiologist was funny. He's like, um, let's see. Yeah, yeah, I think you can. We can yeah, get you back. For sure. We actually... Oh, we were able to listen to it on the phone. Yeah, yeah, Afterwards, yeah. but right. I was so and, out of uh, it. Because there was the post-op. What is it? The yeah, recovery. Yeah, recovery room, yeah. The recovery but room. I was and so... that, was, that was a while. You were in yeah. there for like I, three hours. Remember, I was like, I feel kind of nauseous because I was still in the magnesium. I was like, yeah. I feel kind of nauseous. She's like, are you going to throw up? I'm like, no, no, no. And at that point, I didn't want to throw up because of my incision. And I'm like, no, no, I'm good. And I'm like, and then I start gagging. You're like, what are you, you're going to throw up all over yourself. And you yeah. ran to get a nurse. I was like, what's wrong with you? Who throw up all over themselves? Right, right. <laughs> Who does that? Why would but you I do didn't. that? I no, didn't. but you were close to it. Why would you do that? I don't know. Um, so, yeah. So, baby A was born at yes. 5.45 p.m. 5.45. And baby B was born at 5.47 p.m. That's right. Two minutes apart. That's right. And baby A came out. And do we want to reveal names yet or we not? Can, or, can. Okay. So, baby A made her entrance. Yes. At, at 5.45 p.m. At three pounds three ounces weighing in at yes. three pounds and three ounces yes. at 5 45 p.m 17 inches or was it 15 15 inches 15 long inches. on may 14 2021 that's right and the name is madison sue madison first name sue middle name that's right and madison was three pounds three ounces so right. they were able to run her over to us for like two seconds, like just to show hey, us. Not even two seconds, yeah. a second. And man, she was not a pretty baby. Uh, aw, they're not never, a pretty sight. They're never pretty when they I, first come out. I was like, man, I thought we were going to make some cute babies. Uh. What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, because they... Well, you know, when they first come out, they're all covered in whatever, and they're purple. And this yeah, and oh man. Which that... is crying, which I loved. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That made me happy. Yeah. Which is weird to say, but mm-hmm. you get it. You want them to be crying, but yep. yeah, so they definitely had to take her. Yeah, you know, so they showed us literally a second and then ran out. Yes, and then baby B. Baby B coming in. Two minutes later. Two minutes later at 5.47 p.m. on May 14, 2021, weighing in at a... 
at a big one pound, 11 ounces. One pound, 11 ounces. 13 inches. 13 inches long. And this is our little peanut, yeah. Haley Marie. First name Haley, middle name Marie. So Madison and Haley. Yes. And Haley, we weren't able to see. They had to... No, they had to take her right out. They did say she cried right away, which we were very happy about. Yeah, we couldn't hear that, but they, you know, they took her out to of Alex instant... and ran her right out. Right. They right into an incubator, right set up with everything because she was so teeny. Mm-hmm. And man, when I tell you, this girl, both of them, but Haley is... She's been through more before she even came into this world. Yeah. And she is so strong. They say these babies are stronger than you know. They really are so strong. Yeah. She's defied so many odds. Now, when babies are this small, they usually go on uh, CPAP, which is like oxygen because they can't breathe on their own right away. So Haley decided, no, I'm a grown woman. You're going to get the (laughs) CPAP out of my nose and was fighting this grown nurse with the CPAP and pushing it out of her nose as she was putting it in at one at five minutes old. Yeah. She was pushing yeah. it away and they, they've they just, oh, they're just so strong. They are. And it's just funny that that nurse would always come and check on her when she was in the NICU. Remember her? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She'd come and check and say, oh, oh, there she is, a little fighter. She's a feisty thing. Mm-hmm. A spicy chicken nugget. She yeah. calls her. Yeah. Chicken. Spicy chicken nugget. And then Madison was the chicken tender. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, so again, like we said, you know, we've been through so many ups and downs through this entire pregnancy and we were in the post-op room. I came out of the post-op room first and they kept you in there for like 20 more minutes. Yeah. And there was another couple in there who just had a baby and all I can hear from, you know, a few beds over was the mom and dad holding a baby Aww. and the baby crying and them on the phone just with. Family. Family and, you know, and here we are just, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy to think that, you know, there was so many couples that you take it for granted, you really do, that you're able to get that baby right away and have that moment with it and FaceTime whoever or call whoever. And, you know, we're saying, wow, these babies, are we even going to be able to see them today? Are we, how long are they going to be here? Yeah. Are are they okay? Is everything all right? Are are they breathing? Are they alive? You know, it was... And here I am you know, standing by myself with you in the mm-hmm. post-op room and me like, man, like we saw one baby for a second. We didn't even see our second baby yet. Mm-hmm. Like, when can we see them? How are they doing? They're born one pound, 11. Combined, they're not even five pounds. Right. The two of them combined are under five some pounds. Some people have babies that are like nine. I was six, six. And some people have babies that are like 10 pounds. Yeah. And Alex finally came out and we like, you know, we have two babies Eventually, we're going to see them. The nurse came and said, listen, you know, we're just cleaning them up. We want to weigh them. Uh, we're going to bring them to you one at a time. Right. Yeah. So they ended up bringing baby A, Madison, for mm-hmm. her first. Because I guess she came out first. So they cleaned her up first. So they brought her over. and In, in an incubator. Yes, in an incubator. They, she couldn't right. come out. But we were able so, to kind of... I wasn't able to totally... I picked my head up a little bit. But it was kind of hard to see because those things are gigantic. And, but I was able to see the little peanut body in there, and they had her all, you know, cuddled good. Yeah, so we, we couldn't touch them or hold them, but we were able to see Madison, you know, through an incubator, incubator. and she's all hooked up, you know, on machines oh, yeah. and wires. But at least she's, you know, breathing, and she's Safe. okay. right. Yeah. 
So, you know, then they had to wheel Madison away and they're like, you know, we're going to bring up to the NICU and you can, you know, see her in a couple of hours. Me, not you yet. I couldn't get up until the next day. But they're like, you know, dad, you can come in a couple of hours and see her. So that was nice. And then they said, you know, we're going to bring Haley, but, you know, we still need some time to get her ready. So right. that was like another 45 minutes till Haley came. Wow, was it? Yeah. I was, was so out of it. I don't... Yeah, the it was time, maybe like, close to an hour. Yeah, like time all blurred together. To me, it was like five minutes. No. Because I was so... Yeah. That, that magnesium... And just being, I don't know, I guess going through a major surgery probably. Yeah. You know. Um, it was like, at that point, actually, they told you you can go back to your room and I was like, no, like they told us they're going to bring Haley. Like, yeah, we wanted we're to not wait for her. I remember that, yes. comes. So at that point, they wheel, you know, it's still another 20 minutes. They wheel Haley in and she is in even, she's in even like a bigger like incubator. So, yeah, she was in the incubator and it was hooked up to. Uh, like the, the, two oxygen machines. Yeah, there was so many wires and machines and all these different things. It was like, I couldn't even tell you. It was like the thing that she was in. Plus all the machines and wires of the size of like a small room. Yeah. It this was all thing this was fit. You needed a room for and, just what she was in. Yes. And for a one pound, 11 ounce baby to be, you know, inside of this thing. And I don't care how tough you are and how, you know, strong you are and how much you bench press. <laughs> right. Man, this will break, break you, you down. Yeah. Tear you apart. Yeah. You. Just seeing your baby your child that you just you would give your life for you know just in there and just so helpless and it's it's scary it's man I, I love the stories of hey my baby was in the NICU and look at them now running around like crazy and I can't wait for us to have that story yeah but it was it, you know you don't hear about the, how scary it is yeah and I don't know there's just so many emotions that you're feeling of just right. you know yeah, just, you're, you're happy, but you're so sad. I don't know, so sad happy, and, yeah. Yeah, so sad and just upset and at times just mad of why, you know, why these babies so innocent. Yeah, they don't deserve this. And yeah. so helpless. It's just so out of your hands. And I don't know how many people out here listening now know me personally, but I don't drink. I right. don't do drugs. I don't do anything. And a part of the reason why I don't do it that is because I don't like the feeling of not being in control of myself. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, you know, when you're drinking or when you're using drugs, you, you lose that control. hundred percent. And yeah. that's a big part of why I don't do any of that. Not even a sip of alcohol, nothing. Yeah. yeah. Cause uh, you know, and this, I, you are in no control of. You have, you're literally, you're in the hands of the doctors and nurses and yeah. you're just, Praying to whoever you believe in yep. that please just let these babies be okay and healthy and you just want to give them the life that you know you can and will just get them home to us. Exactly. You know? And man, prayers do a lot. <laughs> prayers and positivity. You stay positive. I'm telling you if I didn't, st- we, but I guess mm-hmm. because I'm, both of us, if we didn't stay positive through this whole entire pregnancy and this whole entire delivery and hospital stay, things wouldn't have turned out the way they did. I believe it. I no. believe vibes and, and just, just positivity and just having that, they feel it. Always. Even when they're born kids, they feel it. Yeah. Yeah. And we spoke to them many of times. Yep. And, you know, we believe that they heard us and they know our voice. Oh, yeah. And they just listened. And I don't know, some way, somehow, they overcame. And we're not, you know, in the clear yet. 
there's still many follow-ups that you know doctor's appointments yeah they're preemie babies so we mm -hmm. gotta you know we have a lot of things we gotta look out for yep but goodness are they strong little girls with some loud voices (laughs) they really are and if you've listened to our past couple episodes you may have heard Mm -hmm. a little bit of miss chippendale and even in this episode yes even in this episode so one of the few things that we actually do have to continuously follow up with Haley on is there was like a little heart issue right. situation when she was actually before she was born. Right. Like a week before they were born. Yeah. We found out. We, uh, you had a test done to you. Right. A fetal echo. Right. To both of them. And uh, one of the doctors came into the room after that test, mm-hmm. the results. Right. And said that there's, you know, a possible issue with Haley's heart. Right. One of her archways. archways. Yeah, it was yeah. a little narrow. And, you know, they want to keep an eye on it. And down the line, it could possibly lead to, like, a procedure. Right. So that was, of course, a black cloud. Oh, man. Over our heads. It was like, oh, things are stable, 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 stable. And then, boom. Like we said, it's just a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And as she was born, of course, that was something that we wanted to get checked right away. So as she was in the NICU, they were able to do some testing on her. And at that point, I don't know who this lady's name is, but was she a doctor? I no idea. I don't know if she was a cardiology like fellow or yeah. a doctor or we what she was. We don't know. But this was a few days after they were born. Right. And she came to us and she's like, you know, I've seen this before. I looked at the results of the testing. And every time I've seen this, it leads to a surgery, a heart surgery. Yes. And also what they told us before they were born was if... God forbid, if it did lead to a surgery, that they could do it from her side. Yes. Not open heart, not from the center of the chest. This woman came over and we said, okay, you know, we're talking about it because we need to get mentally prepared. And, and we don't know who she is, so we're taking her word for, you Right, know, we think, I mean, it's... Yeah, through the it's hospital. a doctor and a NICU, you know, you just yeah. assume that they know what they're talking about. And she continued, you know, she tells us about the procedure and we're like, okay, so it would be through the side? No, no, oh no, it would be... Straight through the chest, open heart. It would be right in the yeah. middle. Open heart like, surgery to a yeah. one pound baby, right? Uh, less than a week old. And she was just taking it as like, she thought it was like a cool thing to talk about, and right. didn't realize like this is our child. She was very nonchalant about it, very like joking and cold about it. And yeah, she she went to the point of taking a piece of paper and drawing a picture of, of this the is yeah this is the heart like we're in biology class right. and drawing arrows and yeah. this is where we're gonna operate. And saying, do you want to keep this picture? And we're like, no. Yeah. I'm good. And then <laughs> when, you know, she goes through her whole thing for 20 minutes. And I say, okay, I have a few questions. Oh, you know, I- I'm not going to answer questions now. We'll, we'll answer questions yeah, when, when the surgery wanna, happens. Yeah, you don't want to get into it now. You don't want to find things out now until the surgery happens. We're like, no, we do. Oh, and I'm not going to get into it. So now, right now, thinking back, I'm like, she probably wasn't allowed to answer our questions. Because mm-hmm. she's probably not a surgeon. Yes. Or a doctor, doctor. She might be just like, you know. Yeah. So talk about adding stress on stress on stress right thinking that this poor little one pound 11 ounce right. baby hooked up to all these wires and machines are gonna have to go through an open heart surgery before yeah. she even gets released come home with us yeah. with all these other risks involved with any surgery especially you know a baby her size yeah. it was it was that night like going back to like because we were still, I was still in the hospital at that point yeah and going back to the room I that was one of the first times I like couldn't stop myself from like actually crying and just being like I can't because now I guess she's here and 
seeing right. her and being like, no, this little peanut, like I just, they don't, they don't deserve, these babies don't, no one deserves it, but these little tiny right. innocent babies, they don't deserve all this. And, and another thing that Haley overcame? Yes. Because so according got, to this lady, once this happens, yes. there's no other option she but surgery. Us, she told us, yeah. She told us th- there's no way that it could correct itself. Yes. She, she's never seen it done before. Ever. She must have just, it must have been her first day. Yeah. <laughs> because we got a call, I think like two weeks later, the right. doctor, we were home. It was our day. Cause when, once we, once I got rele- released, once I got discharged, we right. went every other day. Yeah. So part. we would take the two hour trip each way to Manhattan every other day to right. go see Matt. If not every day. Right. And we get a call from, I believe a cardiologist, even mm-hmm. if it was a fellow, whatever it might be. And he told us so that she had an echo today and everything, you know, kind of looks stable and actually looks like it's getting better. And it looks like she's not going to need a procedure at this moment. You know, and obviously we have to follow up with her for the rest of her life with cardiologists and everything. But she's looking good. And we'll take it. I will absolutely take it. (laughs) Let this baby plump up and get healthy and just become a little monster. There you go. And then we never saw or heard from this lady again. Nope. But yeah, but I will say this though. I mean, I know this term gets overused a lot, but the struggle is real. Yeah, it yes. is for sure. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's why now people ask me like, oh man, twins, it must be so hard. You must be exhausted. I'm like, I don't care. To yeah. me, I'll take, there you go. <laughs> to me, I'll take being exhausted and having these two healthy, perfect little girls any day. Yes. I appreciate it. Compared them so to much. what they went through. There's nothing. I'll yeah. take being tired. Exactly. I don't care. And uh, so so quick. I mean, I know this episode's going, you know, pretty long at this point. Yes. But uh, so Madison spent three weeks in the NICU. Yes. Exactly three weeks. Exactly three weeks. Haley spent a little more than seven weeks. Yes. In the NICU. Right. And that, again, is just so scary and just so, like, not a place that any child should be yeah. ever. Well, any baby. they have to at times, but... They don't deserve to be there. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, not that they shouldn't, but no baby deserves to be of there. And when we were there, we saw, you know, we I, I spoke and you spoke to a couple other parents. Yeah. And just, we're all going through this together and we're just, you know, praying that everything... Yes, every baby in there, I pray that things yes. work out perfect for them. And, and we, we still keep in touch with some of the parents there and, and, you know, yeah. check in and see how their kids are doing. They see how Haley and Madison doing. Yeah, it's nice. It's, you know, it's, we're all going through the same kind of thing. So it was nice to kind of, you know, just kind of talk to each other because we yeah. all knew what we were going through. And, oh, yeah, you feeling like this? Yeah, I feel so helpless and this and that. And I don't know what to do. And, you know, how do you feel about this or that? So it's nice. So if anyone's going through anything... You could always reach out to us and yes. I will absolutely be an open book and be as helpful as anything For to anyone sure. going through this. Or if you know someone going through it, send them our way. I would love to help anybody out. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I know that I would have loved it and did love it when I was going, you know, when we were in there going through it. So I, I support's big. It yes. really is. And uh, I'll tell you this. When we had Haley Madison in that NICU and the in- incubators... Hmm. And they're hooked up to all these wires and machines and yeah. oxygen and blood pressure and all this stuff. And at this point, we, we can't even hold our own babies yet. Yeah. We're not even allowed to, you know, we, we have these babies that we created and we can't hold them yet. All we could do is just reach our hand in a hole. Right. And we washed our hands. We would reach our hands 
in the door of the incubator. Yep. And we would just touch their little fingers. And when their hand grabs your finger oh. for that first time, oh man, it's game over. Yeah. Talk like, about wrapped around your finger. Instantly. Or wrapped around their fingers. <laughs> yeah, these, these little, little tiny things that fit literally in the palm of my hand. Yes. That's, that's it. That's all I needed. And yeah. I realized, you know, what they immediately brought to my oh, life. Oh, absolutely. And the only way that I can almost kind of explain it is over the years, I've met like all these celebrities and lived a crazy life yeah. and we went skydiving. And at these points, like it's a level 10, all this stuff, like right, skydiving, right. meeting celebrity, going to concerts, like you're at Do level 10 stuff, every yeah. single time. And like any time seeing them is level 10. Right. Every day, like no matter what. No matter what kind of day you're having, like you come to them and you're just at that level. Yeah. So to me, I don't know. That's how I explain it. Like being at your favorite concert or meeting your favorite celebrity, like that's the feeling I get every time. Mm. Yeah. Because they girls. are little celebrities. Yeah. They were in the NICU, mm-hmm. the spicy twins. Mm-hmm. And the two hardest moments was one, we were in the hospital for... Oh, yeah. Over two months straight, you know, you admitted at five weeks, and then a couple of days after the delivery, you were still there. Right. <laughs> she doesn't like talking about this. No, she doesn't. Time in her life. But um, when you got discharged and we had to come home, Ugh. you would think I'd be finally ha- happy to finally come home. It was one of the hardest things to do to leave the yeah, hospital. To, to leave our babies two hours away from us in a hospital. And then on top of that, three weeks later, one of the happiest moments and one of the worst moments was bringing home Madison and having to leave back yeah, Haley. That, w- that might have been even harder because it was like, obviously they don't know. But to me, I was like, I hope Haley doesn't think we're leaving her. And I know, it, taking her sister from her. It sounds so silly, but it's just how you feel. You know, you, you just, yeah. you want, you hope that. I don't know. You just feel bad. You want to take both of them. Yep. And Even when I left, I'm like, I don't deserve to leave without them. Right. Right. And these twin girls have been together for months and months yeah. and months. And that, and now we're like taking one and separating them. And man, that was so hard. Yeah. And obviously people say that the best day of their life is the day they gave, you know, that they had their babies. But to us, to me, mm-hmm. it's the day we brought them both home. Yep. The day we brought Miss Haley home was the best day ever and just putting them right back together oh we threw them right next to each other and we were like here look your sister's sister and they were kind of fighting each other and swinging at each other but i think they were having fun <laughs> yeah but and uh that was fourth of july it was we and we told Haley them home. that the fireworks are for them yes all right so there's one final thing that i want to say and after that i'll leave it up to you okay. however you want to wrap this but one other thing i want to say is that listen i know I was there for every step of the way with you. Mm-hmm. I saw it all. Believe me, I do. Yeah. First hand of everything you went through. And physically, it's a lot. I mean, more than I think I could have handled. <sighs> but what I don't like still to this point, and, you know, we're speaking a lot on what you went through, but I feel like mentally fathers get no support. 
I, I agree. Nothing. I agree. And listen, I'm not taking away from you. Believe me, I know. You have it mental. You uh, have it physically. I, I agree with you. You, ha- you have it at every, from every angle. Yeah. But as far as fathers with the babies, they kind of, they do get pushed aside. Right. They don't get taken care of. I mean, it's, it's a lot. And nobody ever, you know, none of these doctors and nurses check, check, in on, you. check right. on dad and say, right. hey, dad, how are you feeling? Yeah. Well, dad, hey, let's take your blood pressure. Right, see, I know. See how you are. Right. With, you know, you juggling. Well, juggling? Well, yeah. No. yeah. Well, I guess it's they're just, their main concern is the babies and they don't care about anything else. But then afterwards, they'll ask me about postpartum depression and stuff like that. But I do believe that dads could get the same, not the same thing, because obviously it's, hormonal and you know chemical stuff but i do believe that fathers can get anxiety and listen i i was speaking to a couple of the dads there also and you know in in the nicu and and where when you admitted and their wives you admitted and believe me when it's like our wives are there and our babies are there and we have to juggle that and work i know and it is not easy and i'm not saying we had it harder than you i saw what you went through but I think, you know... You deserve some kind of, like, support. Not, I don't want credit. No, support. I'm asked for that, support. yeah. But, you know, just, hey, Dad, you okay? And yes, I'm fine. Believe me, this isn't a cry for help. It's right. not like, I'm not okay. <laughs> yeah. I am. But I can understand how if other fathers... Dads, yeah. Yeah, just, it's a lot to handle. Of course. And on top of that, like we said, we dealt with a COVID situation. We dealt well, with our shed burning down. For you, it's like... like Okay, me, it's like, I feel okay. Like, I know I'm feeling okay, but for you, you don't know how I'm feeling. Right. You don't know how the babies are kicking and moving and this and that. So you're worried about me and the babies, Mm -hmm. and you're helpless. You can't do anything about it. You just have to sit there and wait and watch. And then, like you said, even after the babies are born, it's like, oh, they're giving you questionnaires. Hey, mom, are you depressed? Hey, mom, are you this? Hey, mom, are you that? And it's like, dad, leave the room because mom has to answer these questions. Yes. All right. How does that make me feel? Right. What? And it's like, yeah, it is true. It should almost be like a joy. Like, but I guess there's couples out there that I don't know, aren't as, aren't like us, I guess. I understand. But I get it. I do. But literally I there have been times be... where like the nurse like, dad, you need to leave because we have to I know. ask mom questions and of mom. Are you depressed? Are you mom, being beat by yes, your husband? Exactly. Yeah. Is, is your husband abusing you? I literally would laugh at them when they'd say it. Like, okay. Do I you look know, like I'm abused? E- even to the point, and I know this might sound silly, but we just yesterday opened up a pack of like Disney Minnie Mouse cards of the baby's <gasps> yes. first milestones. Right. For you to take pictures with, yes. with the and babies. And so on one side of them, it's months. Like I'm one month, two months. So it's through 12. Yeah. And the other side is like, oh, first time I crawled. First time I smiled. Right. First time I walked. First time I said, mama. And there's no card that says first time I said dada. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. I know. Come on. And you know what's messed up also? I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, I think this is very, like, under... Like, I feel like people understand where I'm coming from with this. Neil Patrick Harris? Yes. What yeah. if it's two gay men? Right. And right. they have a child yeah. that they... Whatever. Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Exactly. And his partner. And it's not mama, it's dada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was kind of like, that's kind of messed up. It should be Very both much. or none. Yes. So yes. I'm yeah. ashamed of you, Disney. But just in general, yeah. to all the dads out there, I went through it. I know how hard it is worrying about your wife's health. And you hear all these crazy stories. And, you know, yeah. when, when times, when, when you're down, man, this is like, 
you are down and you really have to climb your way out of it. And it's not easy. And then seeing your babies in the NICU, in these incubators hooked up, there's, you know, if anything's going to break you in life, this is it. Yep. It almost doesn't feel real. No, no. But it is. And that's why it's scary. Yeah. Hmm. And it's just out of your control. And that's the worst part to me. But anyway, um, we got two beautiful, beautiful babies that keep us up all night. Yeah, I don't and, care. I sometimes yeah. I want to cry because I'm so tired. <laughs> but that's where I take Greg in because yeah. I will take night shifts. Uh huh. Because Greg works during the day, so this is my full time job right now. Right. So, but on the weekends, you let me get my sleep. Yeah. And if I'm really at my end. When you get home, you say, go lay down. I got yep. them for the night. And, you know, I'll wake up sometimes. You do, you early know, in the morning. 45 minutes, an hour early. And you say, and go say, lay. Yeah, so I you try do. to not you know, help listen, as much as I can. I got to say, we are even better of a team than I thought we were going to be, which mm. I knew we were going to be. But yeah, uh, thank goodness we have each other and we are who we are. Right. Because I don't know how people get, it th- get through it with, you know, a significant other who isn't as helpful and you mm. change diapers you feed them you wake up if they're crying you'll pick them up you know you do these things which a lot of husbands don't do and a lot of wives might complain about and listen there's also single parents out there and yes. i don't know how they do me it neither. But me neither me neither they I, do it i bow down to you because i don't know how you do mm. it and i think Haley agrees yes she they she knows yeah. that they're a handful yeah but all right, we probably have to wrap this up soon because we got to feed these monsters. Yeah, yeah. So, I just want to uh, say one thing. Go ahead. These NICU babies, if you're going through it right now and you have a baby in there, they really are stronger than you think, yes. regardless of what they're going through. And I just want to say these two babies were breathing room air within two days of birth. At yeah. one pound, 11 ounces, she was no more oxygen. Mm-hmm. So they really are. And a lot of babies need oxygen for three weeks, but in other ways, they're stronger than these babies are. Yeah. So, and and they had the uh, the blue light because they had jaundice. Yes. Jaundice. So man, it was just everything that they had to you know overcome. They overcame. Yeah, definitely. So uh, so we have baby Madison. We have baby Haley, and man, we are gonna show these girls oh, the greatest yeah. life from going to Disney to haunted houses. Oh yeah. To Hershey Park to Dorney Park to Six Flags. They're getting excited. To, oh man, it's on. It is on. You're getting it all, so girls. Be ready. Because uh, we're going we're gonna to have a lot of stories to share. Yeah, this one's for you girls. So that's that. Listen, uh, if any of you are going through any hard times like we did, reach out. Yes. We you did know, it all. A lot of the time these episodes are funny and silly and we're, we'll be, you know, nonsense and this and that. But for real, we've been through it more than people know. And we're yep. here. If you need just, even if you have just a question like, oh man, you went, I, I did it. There's yeah. someone I know who works in the NICU, and I reached out to her, and yeah. I, you know, for advice and stuff like that, and it helps. It really does help yeah. to put you at ease a little bit, so, so we're so, here. Yeah, so we did want to do this episode just to uh, to say, hey, you know, it it helps to talk, and... And this is things that happen. Yes. These aren't spoken about. Yeah, and there's light at the end of the tunnel. Right. And, you know, you can overcome, so just stay positive, stay strong. And uh, that's that. Yeah, that's that. So thank you for listening. We got to go because we got to feed these babies. Yep, it's time. So uh, thank you so much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Sorry that it's such a long episode. We wanted to get it all in. Yes. And uh, 
That's that. That's that. So thank you, Anything Goes Podcast with Greg and Alex. Until next time, be good, be crazy, and we'll see you real soon. Bye. Hey, Alex. Yeah? Tell these fine-looking people where they can find us. Well, they could find us on Instagram at AnythingGoesPodNY, on Twitter at AnythingGoesNY, and shoot us an email at AGPodNY at gmail.com. That's right. And y'all can listen to all of our episodes on any streaming platform where podcasts can be found. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Because anything goes with Greg and Alex. Phone home, phone home, phone home! Thanks for listening to the Anything Goes podcast with Greg and Alex. See you real soon. Suckers.